Hello and welcome to Abe's Front Porch Talk. I hope you guys are doing great on this Tuesday night. I hope you guys had a fantastic weekend and looking forward to a great week ahead of you. I want to tell you folks, I went back and listened to my podcast of Revelations chapter 22, the last chapter, and I noticed the volume was not loud. And I thought I had the volume turned up loud on my phone. So I don't know what happened because I use my phone to do the podcast through. And I use the Anchor.fm app, which is now called Spotify for Podcasters. And so I don't know what happened with the sound. And if you was listening to it and the sound was slow on your end, I do apologize for that. I cannot figure out what actually happened. So I just checked the sound, the volume on my end again here. And it's all the way up. And if it does it again, I don't know what to do. But just please bear with me. I'm afraid it could also be my headset. It's old and I noticed there was some static as well and the static that you're hearing is from the headset because it's got a wire that runs down into my phone so i've got to invest in a new one of these headsets as soon as i'm financially stable but here's the thing tonight we're going to be talking about matthew 24 And Matthew 24, I'm going to be breaking this down into parts. Either it'll be a two-part or a three-part series. I will know more come next week if I will do it in two parts or three. But tonight, it's going to be part one. And I want you guys to listen closely. And if you like this podcast, please follow this podcast and share with your family and friends. I enjoy doing this, and I I started running scriptures down because of the signs of what we are living in. And I wanted you guys to understand that we are living in the end, in the signs of the end. But remember, we do not know when Christ is going to return because he returns like a thief in the night. We must learn to walk with him and stay with him. So we just got to help one another. Let's put it that way. We got to help one another, and I've been saying this a lot, but there's, there is nothing to fear about anything. If I say that horrible things are coming and people are going to be homeless and perish and you're going to leave a comment saying stop trying to put fear in people, that's not putting fear in people. If you're reading that and thinking that I'm putting fear in you, then you are not standing where you need to be with Christ. And I can prove that by scripture. And if you have that type of fear, 
then you're not walking with Christ because you know these things are to come and that his children are going to have to suffer. His children will be killed for his name's sake. That is scripture. And if you think you're going to be able to, if you think you're going to not suffer famine or any natural disasters or anything, you think you're exempt because you serve Christ. That's the word I'm looking for, exempt. If you think you're exempt from any of this stuff, you're sadly mistaken. And I'm not going to try to sit here and mislead you or deceive you. I'm going to tell you the truth, and I'm going to tell you. If it puts fear in you, but that's your problem for allowing that fear to set in. You you only fear the Lord because when you die, you're standing before him. And scripture tells you, fear the Lord that can destroy your soul. But you shouldn't let anything else fear you about perishing away or famine and stuff like that. Because you already know these things are to come. And God says he reigns on the just and the unjust. Remember, he reigns on the just and the unjust. So what he throws out for the unjust, he's going to do it for the just as well. Walk in wisdom and knowledge. I'm going to take a short break and we're going to get back into Matthew 24. And let's learn and see what they what it says here. Thank you for that break. Let's get on into Matthew 24. Remember, if you are new here, I read from the King James Version. So I'm going to read from verse 1 to verse 20 or 21. So you guys just listen up and follow along if you can. So let's get started here. All right. And Jesus went out and departed from the temple. And his disciples came to him for to show him the buildings of the temple. 
And Jesus said unto them, See ye not all these things? Very, uh, verily I say unto you, There shall not be left here one stone upon another that shall not be thrown down. And as he sat upon the Mount of Olives, the disciples came unto him privately, saying, Tell us when shall these things be, and what shall be the sign of thy coming and of the end of the world. Then Jesus answered and said unto them, Take heed that no man deceive you. I want to stop there at verse 4 just for a few minutes here. Now, if you go back to verse 3, and notice his disciples came to him, Jesus' disciples came, and they wanted to know the sign of his coming and the, and the end of the world. So, as you look around, what is written in 24 is a lot of the signs we're living in now. And it's right here in the Bible. And that's why I wanted to do the book of Revelations because of all the signs that's going on. All these natural disasters, all these wildfires, it's all the signs. And it will get worse as time goes by. And so people says that it's not the end of the world. It's not the sign of Christ coming either. Don't listen to them. Because verse 4 says, Take heed that no man deceive you. If you're going to listen to those type of people, then something's wrong. You don't need to be listening to them type of people. Your weathermen will tell you the weather is normal. And your scientists will tell you the weather is normal. It is not normal. And the people that are saying they have heat waves, there's a heat wave going on. Well, maybe for certain areas, but for my area, this is no heat wave. The weather has been normal in my area, but the weather people may say it's a heat wave going on. But that's because when I was little, the temperature this time of the year, this is August. And when I was growing up, from May to August, the temp will run 95 to 100, and the heat index would be 104 and 105. It was always hot. You might got a summer shower, and when you did get a summer shower, it cooled things down, and people was happy to see a summer shower. We used to have jokes that you could take an egg and go out on the street and fry an egg. That's how hot it was. And that's, you know, with me being little. But in today's time, people are saying this is not normal for our temperature to be like this. And it is normal. There's a lot of lies that the scientists and the weather people will tell you, especially the younger generation that's growing up from us that thinks this is normal and believe in what the weather people are saying. You've got to watch out the 
lies that's coming through your TV from your own local news station. You worry more about what's happening with a major news network, how they tell lies and which one's right and should be right for you. But it's right up under your own nose when they say it's normal. And this has been taught in the school system by the teachers as well. All that's lies. And Christ is tired of that. But that's part of the signs of the end. Liars. We have turned lies into truth and truth into lies. We have made the right wrong and the wrong right. And we've got to quit doing that. Now, I'm not saying there is not a heat wave going on. Because in other places in the world, yeah, there is a heat wave. And right here in America, out west, they're having a heat wave. But like I said, in my area, they have no business saying it's a heat wave. People has gotten used to the air conditioning. And a lot of children has grown up that was born in the late 90s and early 2000s with an air conditioning. So now that they're in their 20s now... They can't stand the heat that we do have that is normal that people my age can actually deal with because we dealt with it when we were children. They say it's, they calling it a heat wave. They're used to air conditioning. They don't work out in the sun. They didn't stay outside and play all day during the summer as children. They're inside where it's cool at, playing video games, doing something on their computers now. Everybody wants to an office job so people stays indoors and work in a building where the air is and when you go outside and it's hot you can't take that type of heat now i just want to throw that out there but yes don't let people deceive you like verse four says Take heed that no man deceive you. And there's a lot of deceivements going on. Every which way you turn, there is somebody deceiving you. Whether they're trying to manipulate you into doing something you know you should not be doing, or they were trying to make threats to you, blackmail you in any form or fashion way. Maybe you did something and somebody's holding that against you. And they call that blackmail. Don't let these people get to you. Watch out for all the deceivements. Know who your family and friends are. Know if you can trust them or not. Learn who they are because in these times, in the days we're living in now, you need to know. If you can trust your family, you need to know if you can trust your friends. You need to know if you can trust your own parents, grandparents, your brothers, your sisters, your cousins. You need to know this stuff. Trust no one. So be careful. Because you don't know who's telling lies on you. 
You don't know who's going around accusing you of stuff until it's too late. People might start calling you or sending you text messages saying, why did you go around saying this about me? Why were you doing this? And you weren't even doing anything. You were accused. You got lied on. And it's going to get worse with people. So just be careful. Because who you think you trust that you may think is your family or your friend is deceiving you and you're telling them all your dark information to them. You're telling them your secrets and they're going out here telling everybody else to make you look bad and to make them look good. And then that's when friction will come in. So you need to know that. Let's go on to verse 5. For many shall come in my name, saying, I am Christ, and shall deceive many. And ye shall hear of wars and rumors of wars. See that ye be not troubled, for all those things must come to pass, but the end is not yet. For nation shall rise against nation, and kingdom against kingdom, and there shall be famines and pestilence and earthquakes in diverse places. All these are the beginning of sorrows. Remember, verse 8 saying, all these are the beginning of sorrows. When many shall say, I am Christ, and that shall deceive many, You're going to hear the wars and rumors of wars. But remember, it's still not the end. Do not be troubled. It's still not the end. And when the nations rise against each other and the kingdoms arise against kingdoms and there shall be famines, Just know it's still not the end as we're going through all of this. We must go through the famines and seeing nations rise up against one another. We must hear of all these wars and rumors of wars. Know that's all the beginning of sorrows. That's why I say, don't let this trouble you. Do not let fear set into you because when I tell you there's going to be homelessness and people are going to perish and people are going to starve, I'm not trying to put fear inside of anyone. I'm telling you what scripture is saying. And when I feel like it's coming up on us closer, I will tell you. And I feel like we're fixing to go into all of this. But we're seeing a lot of disasters happening now. But people will say I'm using fear tactics. I left a comment on someone's YouTube channel about two or three weeks ago now saying we need uh, we need to be on high alert and that we need to be there one for another because there's going to be a lot of homelessness and hunger going on. And somebody replied to that comment said I was I needed to stop trying to put fear in people. God's children will be just fine. But right here in scripture it tells you we're going to see this. People are going to be starving. You've got to use wisdom and knowledge and obey God when he sends people saying stock up on food just like he did with Joseph. If Joseph and them had said, "Well, no, you're God. You're going to take 
care of me because I'm your child, well, they would have starved the death during the famine because they did not use the wisdom and knowledge. They were disobedient to God when he spoke to them to store up because a famine was coming. Many will starve. And scripture even tells you that his children will perish without the lack of wisdom and knowledge. You keep thinking God's going to take care of you during famines and natural disasters, but you've got to use wisdom and knowledge and know when to be obedient. So you don't do without. This is when people are going to say, well, God said he would take care of me. Now I lost it all. Now I'm hungry. I don't want nothing to do with God. That's right, because you did not obey. Now you want to blame God. You accuse the people he said to warn you, but you accused them of putting fear inside people. Now you're suffering. You lost it because you would not be obedient. He was trying to take care of you. He was warning you what was to come, and you refused to help yourself. If you can't help yourself, how can he help you? You say that, well, if this person don't help themselves, I can't help them. But when it comes on to you and God's trying to warn you to take care of yourself and you don't do it, how can he help you? You've got to learn. You've got to learn to stay strong and be obedient and know what's to come and know the signs of coming like what's in verse 3. What is the signs of thy coming and the end, and of the end of the world? It's all written in scripture. You look around and see it. It's right here. It's here on us. Whether you want to accept it or not, it's right here. All the signs are here. But remember, do not be troubled for the end is still not yet because we still got to go through so much sorrow. It's the beginning of sorrow. Matthew 24 states we got to go through this stuff. People think we don't, but we do. That's why we are warned of it. So, folks, use your own wisdom and knowledge here. Be obedient. Rebellion is the same as witchcraft. Be obedient. And let's move on to verse 9. Then then shall they deliver you up to be afflicted, and shall kill you, and ye shall be hated of all nations for my name's sake. And then shall many be offended and shall betray one another and shall hate one another. And many false prophets shall rise and shall deceive many. And because iniquity shall abound, the love of many shall wax cold. But he that, in, but he that shall endure unto the end, the same shall be saved. So. We're already seeing the false prophets rising. We see this all, all over social media. We see it now. We see it in our own churches, in our own families. Our neighbors are false prophets claiming to be Christians, claiming to be a true prophet of God, and they're false, they're fake, and God knows their hearts. They may have you deceived, but they don't have God deceived. But God will expose them for who they are. That's why verse 4 says, take heed that no man deceives you. You need to know somebody that is going to tell you doomsday is on its way. And then you got somebody else saying, no, doomsday is not. 
God's whole love and mercy and forgiving doomsday ain't, will not come, then doomsday happens. You wish you listened to the one that said doomsday's coming, but the false prophet said it wouldn't come. Deceived you right there. Told you about the love and mercy of God and forgiveness. Jesus says, my wrath, my vengeance will be up on you. you you're selling his love and mercy and compassion and forgiveness for a weakness. You do evil deeds. He will punish you. And we're all going to suffer the wrath of God. The just and the unjust, like I said earlier. And for and for many will be killed for his name's sake. As in verse 9, they will deliver you up to be afflicted and shall kill you. And you will be hated by all nations for his name's sake. They don't care who you are. Where are you from at this time? They will kill you if you serve Jesus Christ. And Jesus knows if you're right now claiming to be a child of God and that you're a Christian and you go to church and you pay your tithes and offerings, you might be a preacher, you might be a singer of the gospel, you might teach, you might be a deacon. But Jesus knows if you will actually stand firm in the faith and say, kill me dead because I'd rather die for the name of Jesus Christ. He knows if you will stand up for him. He knows if you will not. He knows you will end up denying him already. And that's what many people don't realize, and that will get them in trouble when the day they die. If you die now with a heart attack or stroke or some type of sickness or a freak accident like a car wreck or just a freak accident that was out of control that took your life, and you stood before the Lord and you thought because you were going to church, you were heaven bound and you were, your name was in the book of life. And he looks at you and says, you would not have died for my name because when it came to it, you would deny me because you would not have been able to stand the sorrows. You would not want it to be killed. You would have turned against your brother, your sister, and had them killed. You would work for the other people. You will not have died for me. And Jesus probably will tell many this when they stand before him. Even right now, as I'm talking, many are dying and hearing this. He says, I will tell you, depart from me, you worker of iniquity. You need to know. Jesus knows who will stand up to the government or to the people who's going to kill you for his name and say, kill me. I die for Jesus. I will go to my grave. Go ahead, kill me. I have nothing else to live for. Go ahead. We're going to see a time like this. You say, well, all this sounds harsh, Abe. Well, I'm here to tell you what scripture basically is saying. And what will happen when you stand before Christ right now before these things to come? You can believe it or not, but when you're standing before Christ, you're going to be like, oh, Abe was right. I should have listened. But all those 
that can endure all these sorrows. The same shall be saved. If you can get through all these trials and all these tribulations, if you can get through the famines and the pestilence, the pestilence are viruses. Let me put it to you that way. They are viruses. And I do believe we will start seeing the viruses that are written in the Bible come back. And you say, well, there's a cure for them. No. When they come back, you're going to realize there will be no cure for it. The only cure that will be for them is repentance. The people back then had to repent to God just to be cured of these viruses. But if you don't want to repent, you will die with the viruses. There will be no medication. A lot of people says, well, people didn't have antibiotics and all this medications like we do today for leprosy and all this other viruses we do today. You cannot outsmart God and God will bring up these viruses back and he'll say, try to outsmart me now, you scientists, you doctors. You people who believe in science and these doctors and put your faith in them. Now let's see who you put your faith and trust in. Either you repent or you die with these viruses like leprosy and all these other things that's written in the book of the word of God. You think there's a cure for it? There's no cure in the world but through me. You've got to repent. Pestilence after pestilence. You will have the ones that's in the Bible. You'll have the ones that we have now. And you will have new ones. You think polio is over with? You wait till polio comes back. You're like, well, there, there's a vaccine for polio. You keep thinking that. You keep thinking you're smarter than God and let God prove you wrong. You just keep on. And God's going to prove to you, you cannot outdo him. If many people that has died now, in the past, died today, could come back and tell you, you cannot outsmart God. They will come back and tell you, don't try to be outsmarting God, because he's about to pour his wrath out on you. Well, he isn't about to. He is now. It's up to you to see his wrath. You don't want to hear about the wrath and vengeance of God. All you care about is that forgiveness and mercy and compassion. You don't want to hear about that wrath and vengeance on that side. But that's on you. But I'm telling you, these viruses that's going to come back that's written in the Bible, your only cure is going to be repentance. But just try to endure it all. You've got to endure it. And if you can endure it all the way to the end, the same shall be saved. And this gospel of the kingdom shall be preached in all the world for a witness unto all nations. And then shall the end come. Listen at that again. And this gospel of the kingdom shall be preached in all the world for a witness unto all nations, and then shall the end come. Once the gospel is preached in all nations, all the nations, and it's accepted, nobody will be killed for trying to preach the gospel or carrying the Bible 
They can walk down the streets and not be arrested for having their Bible or preaching on the streets. That means once it's there, the end will come. Look at the nations that will not allow you to walk down the street with a Bible in your hand. They will not allow churches that worship Christ, that they will throw them in prison for it. It's illegal to bring up the name of Jesus and people has to hide out. Once where it will have to be where people do not have to hide out, but they will have their freedom to walk down the street and tell people about Jesus and not be arrested or worry about being killed. They can walk freely with a Bible in their hand and go to a church to worship Christ that they want to and not have to worry about anything, not worry about being thrown in prison any longer. Then will the end come. It's all got to be accepted. You say, well, those who hide out and they got their cell phones or computers and they can hear the gospel through it and they can hear what they want to through the gospel through it so that is now preached in all nations. That's what that means. No, it's got to be accepted by the government. It's got to be accepted where people's not going to prison. Right now, you know there's a nation that won't accept it. But once they accept it, that's when you look out for the end to come. And then it says, when ye therefore shall see the abomination of desolation spoken of by Daniel the prophet, stand in the holy place. Whoso readeth, let him understand. Then let them which be in Judea flee into the mountains. Let them which is on the housetop not come down to take anything out of his house. Neither let him which is in the field return back to take his clothes. And woe unto them that are with child, and to them that give suck in those days. But pray ye that your flight be not in the winter, neither on the Sabbath day. For then shall be, the, for then shall be great tribulation, such as was not since the beginning of the world to this time, no, nor ever shall be. We're about to go into the great tribulation. We, everything that I just read there, all the earthquakes, all the hearts of wax and cold, the pestilence, the wars, the rumors of wars, People being killed for Christ's sake. All that's tribulation. And I do believe we will be going into a lot of that. When, I do not know, but I believe we're seeing some of it take place now. And as the years continue, it will get worse. So are you willing to die? And then during this time of tribulation is when the mark of the beast is going to come out. Revelations 13. You've got to be careful. 
you can already in certain grocery stores put your hand over a machine and pay for your groceries that's the mark do not do it do not fall for that trick people's going to have so many lies and deceitment on that especially when it's time to take the mark to pay for your groceries in the beginning it's going to be easy it's going to be smooth and then if you don't have it it's going to be forced later on but so many people's going to be deceived and be like oh yeah it's so easy and simple just to put your hand there and pay for your groceries just go and get this stamped into your hand it makes life easier they will have so many ways of deceiving many people over that even children will fall for that tactic watch your children and make sure your children don't take the mark i told you children eight-year-old child will be in hell for taking the mark of the beast it's up to you as the adult to teach that child not to take the mark no matter what their friends say, you better watch your child like a hawk in these last days and make sure they know Matthew 24 and the book of Revelations and especially Revelations 13. For all these tribulations are to come. All these sorrow times in the heart of many's waxing cold. And we see it today how the heart of many's waxing cold because nobody wants to help anybody. They're overlooking their own family. They'll throw their loved ones in a nursing home. Forget about them. They don't care if their neighbor is suffering. As long as they're not affected, they don't care. And their neighbor is hungry, but they're sitting there eating their meal, that animal that sacrificed its life for them but their neighbor's hungry. But they say it's not their responsibility and they're not going to take food over to them. Their neighbors can need clothes and they're like, I'm not giving them my clothes. I'll take my clothes down to the thrift store and donate it to them and then let them put it out on the shelves and my neighbor can go down and buy it. Stop giving your stuff over to these thrift stores because you know somebody that needs clothes. You know somebody who is going naked. All those thrift stores are doing is going to sell it and make money off of it. When you could give that to somebody. But you want to be greedy and not do it. And you may not know somebody in need. And you just want to get it out of the way so you take it down to the thrift stores. That's okay. But if you know somebody's in need and you don't want to give it to them, and you rather give it to a thrift store knowing that they're going to make money off of it, but you knew somebody, that's where you're wrong. You knew somebody needed your clothes, but you refused, and God will punish you for that. You will go naked. You will go naked. When you need clothes, you won't find any because of your selfishness, of your greed. You can say whatever, Abe. You can say, I disagree. Go ahead. I don't care. But when that day comes and you lose it all, you have nobody to blame but yourself, but you will blame God. Scripture tells you when things go wrong in your life, people's going to get mad at God and blaspheme Him. This is where many people think they're Christians now are going, that's 
they're going to walk away. That's that going to be that great fall away. During all these tribulations, during all these sorrow times of famines and pestilence and all of this, during all of this time I just read to you, this is going to bring that great fall away right here. And this is how you're going to know who really is of God and who isn't. Preachers will not be able to stand strong during this tribulation period. Preachers are not willing to die for Christ. Right now they say they are, but when it comes down to it, they are not. They're not going to be able to stand the hunger during the famine. They're not going to be able to stand the pestilence. They're going to get mad at God because they caught a virus or their family members caught a virus. Their children died of hunger. We're going to see people get mad at God when their children turns. And these are supposed to be Christian people. These are where the great fallaway is going to happen. You're going to be surprised who says they don't want nothing to do with God anymore that talks about God right now. So remember that. So be prepared and ready for tribulations to come. Some people says we are in the beginning of it or we're about to go into tribulation. But you just know we are already in the signs of the end of Christ coming. And we are already in the signs of the end of the world. Remember all of that. This is all I've got for you tonight. Don't forget to follow or subscribe. Check out my YouTube channel. I hope you guys enjoyed this podcast tonight. Check out part two next week, and we will see you then.